0: Hello, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm excited to be back with you. I've spent the last couple of weeks just onboarding my new PCA clients who are all absolutely incredible and really getting stuck into the Psychodynamic Coach Academy and learning and practicing and all of this so it's honestly it's just been such fun the last few weeks obviously we've got a few more months to go together too so I'm absolutely thrilled that the first wave of people are coming through the academy and yeah it's just been such a phenomenal and fantastic experience and such an amazing group of people that have come together but I am excited to be back and recording these podcasts for you because today's episode is all about how shadow work can help you improve your results in your business and it's not often, is it, that we kind of link these two things together? We sort of think that shadow work and Jungian stuff and mindsety stuff and psychology stuff is over that side of the room, so to speak. And we kind of think that all of our business stuff is over the other side of the room, all of our strategies and our marketing and all of that sort of stuff. And I'm sure if you've followed me for any length of time, you know that I'm huge on blending these two things together because I think, you know, to be a really effective leader in your business and to really take your business to the next level, we need to incorporate these two things together wholeheartedly. So I wanted to kind of record this episode today just to share a little bit more about how shadow work can really benefit you in your business and bring it to life with some really um, solid examples as well, because you guys know if you've listened to my work, particularly over sort of the last couple of months or so as it's been evolving, you know that I'm really big into exploring the shadow, integrating the shadow. Obviously, it's been part of my work for many years, but really starting to bring this into the light and to talk about some of the benefits of this work, but to also dispel some of the myths and misconceptions around it too. So if you've caught any of my recent webinars or live casts that I've done or any of my recent content on social media, you know that I'm always busting myths about, what the hell is shadow work? Like, can we really be on the same page about this? Because there's a lot of misinformation out there about how shadow work is kind of the dark work, you know, the dark world that we need to go into. It's all about dealing with the dark side of us. And it couldn't be further from the truth, okay? And and just to sort of really quickly recap it here, shadow purely means hidden. So if you think about something that is hidden within a literal shadow, it just means that it's hidden, that it's out of sight. And so what could be out of sight is yes, absolutely some core fears and some, maybe some core traits or behaviors that you've repressed over the years. But quite often what we've repressed are our gifts and our talents and the amazingness that is us that we've forgotten about. Okay. So it's really important that we have this view of shadow work that It's not where our evil twin resides. It's not kind of the witchy stuff, right? It's none of that. Actually, it's just some of the most enlightening, most positive work that you can do because it's actually about reclaiming and remembering the full truth of who you are. Before the world told you who you should be, before you were told off for being this, that or the other and you had to create a persona mask to get your way through the world, this is actually about remembering your full truth and your full power. And when you can do that, my friend, that's when you can create from a place of true freedom. That's when you start to release any fears of judgments and stuff that's been holding you back over the years. It's where you can really start to to reclaim your unique gifts and truly stand out in the marketplace, but obviously in your own life as well, have better relationships. There's so many benefits to this work. Okay. So I wanted to record this episode today just to talk a little bit more about this link between shadow work and your business. So I wanted to talk about just when you're getting started with your business. Obviously, there's there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast and who tune into my work who are just at the very beginning stages of building their business. I also have a lot of people who are a little further along, obviously, and are building their business um, and sort of wanting to take it to the next level. This conversation is for everyone, okay? Because really it's about helping you get to whatever that next level means for you. So if it is purely launching your business or whether it is hitting your first 10K month or your first 100K month, whatever it happens to be, expanding your team, starting a podcast of your own, you know, whatever it happens to look like for you, this episode is going to be relevant to you because I know that when you're in that place of, it's almost like you're standing on this sort of, this platform, if you like. And we can kind of see the next level in front of us. And we're like, gosh, you know, all right, so I can set my goals. And this is the plan that I want to kind of put in place to help me get there. I'm going to subscribe to SoundCloud. I'm going to start recording my podcast, or I'm going to invest this much money in Facebook ads, or I'm going to hire this team member. And we can start to make the plan around how we're going to get from A to, to B. But how often do we find ourselves in a place of sabotage? Okay. So put your hand up. If you've been there, I've definitely got my hand up right now. I know you can't see me, but you know, we've all been there. Okay. It's like where we can have these best laid plans where I know I want to get my first, you know, 10 K month in my business. And then it's like, okay, so I know I need to do these things here and plot it all out on paper. And you go crazy with your post-it notes and they're all up in your office. And you're like, yes, going to do all this stuff. You prepped your VA. You're ready to get going. You're starting to create your content. And then suddenly you just feel the energetic brakes slam on. Okay. This is really common. Okay. Really common. I'm going to talk about why this happens in a minute. But just to sort of get really clear, quite often when we start to slam the brakes on, instantly the first thing we think is, oh, this strategy isn't working. Okay, I've definitely done that. Right? I'm like, oh, okay. I'm sort of slamming the brakes on. It's like, oh, it's just this silly funnel strategy that I'm using. It's like, oh, this just this ad. You know, Facebook is just rubbish nowadays. And you sort of start to look at your tools and blame your tools, right? You think, oh, I just need a better coach. My coach is rubbish. I need a better mindset coach or or whatever. And so we start to look at the external stuff around us as being the contributor or the sole reason as to why we're slamming on the brakes. This is human nature. Okay. We think that maybe we've just got to invest more money in, in better advertising or different platforms, or we can blame the social media platforms. And You know, we get into this space, don't we? Or we, you know, if we do think, okay, well, maybe there's something that I need to be doing differently personally. All right. So I'm going to get up earlier. It must mean that I need to be part of the five, five AM club and I've got to just stay positive and think positive, and I have to say my affirmations and do my journaling, and or maybe I just need to get realigned around um, my offers. and, And so we can kind of look at the external stuff, but many of us also start to look at ourselves as well in this. So we do all of this, don't we? We look at the external things. We look at all the boxes that we should be ticking. We look at the plans that we've plotted out and think, oh well, you know, maybe I just need a better plan, or you know, I need, maybe I just need a better team or better mindset routines and da 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 da. da. But here's the thing: none of this, none of these strategies, none of this mindset work, none of this getting up earlier, none of this kind of. All of that stuff I just mentioned. None of this is strong enough to defend against our own ego, our own conditioning, the own our own masks that we wear. Remember, our ego. Okay, let me just kind of do a little kind of sidebar on the ego. All right, because I think there's a bit of misconception around well, what is the ego as well. So the ego is part of our conscious mind. Um, the way that the human psyche is sort of split, if you like, is into our conscious and unconscious mind. Part of our conscious mind is our ego. But the other part of our ego is our persona mask that we share to the world. Okay, so it's almost like our conscious mind is split into two. We have our ego, which is basically all the thoughts that we think the beliefs that we have, the judgments we make our thought processes and all of that. And then we actually have what we show to the world, which is our persona, mask. And obviously, we don't choose to share everything about ourselves with the world, which is how the ego is, is slightly different, obviously, to the persona. The ego is the stuff that we feel and think internally. but We don't necessarily always show it. Right? So if you think about how ego has built up this sense of identity over the past 30, 40, 50, 60 years, however old you are. And it will fight tooth and nail to defend that identity. Think about it. From the time that you were learning to talk and walk and interact with the world, you have been taking in and absorbing what is going to get you ahead in life, what isn't going to get you ahead in life, what is approval, what's going to get you approval, what isn't going to get you approval. You're taking it all in. You're literally like a sponge. You know, kids are like sponges and they are. But the thing is, this ego identity actually continues well into our 30s, where we're starting to learn, well, what's our place in the world? What is going to get me ahead? Who am I? How do I identify myself? What's my role? What's my label? Who am I in terms of my personality? And we start to form a really clear view of ourselves. So any threats, okay, okay. Any threats to this ego identity, such as going to our next level in business, stepping out of our comfort zone, trying a different strategy, working with a different coach or signing up to a thing that's going to help us or, you know, starting to really understand and, and do the, the inner work, the shadow excavation work, understanding who we are on a DNA level, looking at human design or astrology, you know, whatever it happens to be, okay? These are all threats to our ego, okay? Really. Our ego is so heavily invested in defending who we are right now. It really is. Even the most growth-minded people are heavily defended. So any threats to our ego will come under attack by our ego defences, all right? There's roughly about nine different ego defences that we have. Uh, We won't go into all of those, but Frankly, it's like the ego has got this set of kind of, it's almost like this armory (laughs) that it will kind of wheel out. It's got like the bows and the arrows and it's got the guns and the missiles. Like It's got all this stuff, right, that it uses to defend us. And any threats to our identity, any threats to our comfort zone, the ego will wheel out the artillery and be like, no way, okay, no way. Even when our higher self knows that it's in our best interests when we know that we want to get to that next level part of our ego wants it as well because we want you know and this is the thing the ego is heavily invested in self-preservation and shining itself up to make itself look good as well okay so the ego wants to earn the 10k a month But what the threat is to the ego is actually taking the action to get there, for example, if there's some scary action or an investment that you need to make or or whatever. So it's like the ego kind of wants the the accolades of achieving the goal, but the threat to actually getting there, like the work, like the investments, like the internal work that you need to do and the the growth that you need to do, it's going to be slamming the brakes on in that part. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like it wants the goal, but it doesn't want the goal. And it's like it creates this kind of dynamic conflict within us. And this is obviously what we go into a lot of detail on in the psychodynamic academy as well, because it's like we have these conflicting forces within our psyche that, you know, sometimes they want one thing, but then they want another and they actively work against each other to create this resistance. So when we start to do the personal development work or the spiritual development work or um, you know the mindset work, or even when we start to get into the strategy work for our business as well, this really is pushing our ego. It's forcing us to grow. It's it's forcing our ego to kind of expand. All right, and it's like whoa, it's starting to get really uncomfortable. And this is where conventional wisdom has it, where it's like, right? Well, we know it's going to get uncomfortable. We know this intellectually. We know it's going to get uncomfortable better do your mindset work, got to do your affirmations, lean into the resistance a bit more, get up at 5 a.m. And that's when we lean on our strategies and we lean on our tools and we lean on our mindset coach, okay? And we actively try and confront the ego. But still the ego has this incredible way of sabotaging our movement forward. So let's take an example here. Imposter syndrome is something that comes up a hell of a lot in this industry, whether you're just getting started in your business or whether you're obviously a little bit further along and it comes up all the time and comparisons and and all of that sort of stuff. If you think about imposter syndrome, quite often we look at imposter syndrome from that lens of we've got to get rid of it, okay? It's, It's almost like it's a bit of an affliction that we have. And it's like, oh, no, that's not the truth of who I am. And, you know, we can kind of, again, we can see this intellectually and we can want to fix it directly. Okay. We can want to work on it. We can want to do the journaling on it. We can do the thought reframes around it and the behavior modification. We can just push through it. We can do all of this stuff and all that's really great stuff, by the way. But quite often we can do all of that great stuff and still we feel like an imposter, don't we? Do you want to know why? It's because the ego is so heavily invested in the identity of being an imposter. The ego is so invested in the identity of the imposter. Okay. So I know this is like, whoa, what? <laughs> I don't want to be an imposter. I'm not invested in that. Of course, you're not consciously. Okay. But there's also, there's part of you that is. Because if you think about it, if you can keep holding on to that identity of being the imposter, you don't need to move forward towards your big goals. You don't need to take the scary action steps, okay? You don't need to make the big investments or to do the mindset work or to do the, you know, the shadow integration work, or you don't need to kind of look at that stuff. So the ego is going to be really heavily invested in protecting the imposter syndrome. So whenever we try and work on, I'm doing the bunny ears, like try and work on the imposter syndrome by looking at it directly and working with it directly. Our ego is going to outsmart us every single time. Okay. Oh, you want to do your affirmations? You know, you don't believe those, Amanda. Come on. You want to do your journaling exercises on why you are worthy and why you're not an imposter? Sure. You can write your lists, but you won't believe it. Don't tell me you haven't heard those little voices in your head. Okay. So it's like, this is how it works. All right. We can kind of consciously choose and do and act one way. But then we've also got this other part of us, it's like this inner saboteur almost, that's kind of sabotaging us at every step of the way. It's fascinating, right? It really is. And so it's like our ego is, is kind of built up, this whole artillery, so it can hang on and fight tooth and nail to protect us from moving on from imposter syndrome or moving on towards hitting our big goals. So typically when we try and deal with these sorts of issues head on, our ego is is really clever, like I was saying, and it will kind of resist any meaningful analysis of the problem, the imposter syndrome or the lack of confidence or the fear of judgment or or whatever it happens to be, because it's really invested, as as I keep saying, in protecting us against those things. That's what keeps us safe. That's kind of the thing that's going to stop us from stepping out of our comfort zone. So we've got to kind of be smarter than our own ego. And we've kind of got to get at the problem another way. And this is where shadow work is honestly phenomenal in terms of creating these sorts of shifts, because the thing with shadow work, right, is that it's based heavily on projections and triggers. And it's one of the main languages of the shadow. So if you think about the shadow is obviously part of our subconscious mind, personal unconscious, um, what the shadow does is that is it projects onto other people. All right. So if there is something within us, okay, that we've repressed from the time we were eight, nine, 10 years old or 20 years old or whatever it happens to be quite often we're triggered by people who resemble that part of our shadow. And I've spoken extensively on this in previous episodes. So definitely go listen back to those. If you want more detail about how this works exactly, but quite often, triggers and projections show up in people and situations and places and things around us to really get us to confront what we've repressed in our shadow. Okay. Now this is going to look different for everybody, but the thing with shadow work is again, we can't confront the shadow directly. We can't look at it directly. And quite often I use the analogy of Medusa, okay? And it's, I can't remember, per- Perseus, I always forget his name. Perseus was sent in to, to kill Medusa, you know, in the old Greek mythological legend, right? I love this sort of stuff. But he was sent in to kill her. Medusa was, be, you know, the, the woman with all of the snakes for her hair, okay? He was sent in to kill her. But if he looked at her directly, he would die, all right? So what he had to do was, like, angle his shield and sort of, Look at her reflection through the shield and kind of slay her and get to her that way. All right. Through the reflection, it's very similar with ego shadow split dynamics here. As I said, the ego is very, very, very clever, but so is our shadow. All right. So these dynamic forces within us, okay, knowing how to work with them, knowing how to use the reflections and the projections and the triggers that we see in the world around us. That is one of the key ways to start integrating what's in the shadow and resolving these key fears and conflicts within us to ultimately help resolve things like imposter syndrome. This is really important. For example, in the case of imposter syndrome, again, what we tend to find happens for people who have imposter syndrome typically they are projecting their shadow onto people that they admire. So they might look at influences in their field or they might look at colleagues or authors or people that they really look up to and they start to project onto those people in their world, okay? They start to see how confident they are. They start to see how amazing they are and, oh my gosh, like if I could just speak as eloquently as him or, oh, if I could just be sort of more confident and more you know, proud of my accomplishments and speak more, whatever it happens to be, you know, we project all of this admiration and awe and even a bit of jealousy onto people. This is a really great place to start looking at that projection piece, start looking at that golden shadow. And we do a whole piece on this in the PCA around the golden shadow or the bright shadow, as Jung called it, but looking at how what we're projecting onto other people are actually repressed parts of us and how we can start to then reclaim those parts, those gifts, our own inner confidence, our own inner show-off. I often talk about the show-off or the our own inner, you know, vibrant, radiant speaker that we've repressed over the years. It's going to look different for everybody. I'm sticking with the imposter syndrome here, but it's, you know, we need to reclaim these parts of us that we've repressed or cut off from or dismembered along the way, because at some point we were told that it's not okay to be those things. Got it? So when we identify them in others, there's a whole shadow integration piece that we do around restitching that stuff back into our heart, back into our soul, remembering it, reclaiming it, working with the wisdom of the golden shadow. And it's not enough for this just to be an intellectual exercise either. We can't just say, oh yeah, okay. So now I see these positive traits of her. So that must mean that that's part of me too, right? Must be in my shadow. We can all get this stuff intellectually, all right? But the integration piece and working with the emotional wisdom, working with the actual integration, okay? Pulling these things together actually merging them, working with the gifts, working with the wisdom and integrating this into your life is like a whole other piece that we do. So this is why shadow work is so powerful in business. Because you can see that until we really do this deeper level of work with our personal unconscious, with our shadow, start resolving this ego shadow split this kind of conflict and this dynamic within our psyche we will always just default back to old patterns despite the best laid plans we have despite the fact that we've invested 50k in a new marketing mentor or you know whatever because this is what we do we throw money at the solutions and we hope that that's going to be the thing right that solves it all for us no never is (laughs) we know this okay so this is why this level of work is so powerful and so important. Actually, not only just understanding the shadow, understanding the ego shadow split, how this is playing out through projections, through triggers, and how it's showing up, how to identify that stuff to begin with, but then also doing the integration work to start calling it back home, start calling those forgotten parts of you back, those forgotten gifts. And yes, you know, depending on on where you're feeling um, like you're sabotaging yourself you know there might be some fears and there might be some quote unquote bad traits you know that we need to look at as well in the shadow too you know everyone is different everyone has had so many you know different upbringings and variations of that so it's really such a personal journey but again when you can sort of start to see that if we do the work around imposter syndrome for example sticking with that and we start to reintegrate some of those powerful, positive gifts that the client or yourself has been repressing for 20, 30, 50, 60 years, we can start to see how we then no longer become afraid of putting ourselves out there. All right. We're no longer afraid to show up in the full truth and radiance and vitality of who we really are. We no longer feel like an imposter. Because we've reclaimed those parts of us, that those magnificent parts of us that we're actually projecting onto everyone else and giving our power away to everyone else. And we think that we're less than and everyone else is above us. It's what imposter syndrome is, really. We don't belong. We're somehow lower, less valuable. All right? So we need to look at all this stuff. We need to look at the shadow projections as a way to really resolve the, these sorts of deep-seated issues that I know come up over and over and over again, these can play out for years in business. I've seen it. Right? You can have a little bit of success and then you'll sabotage it. All right. You can want to start a new project and then you'll sabotage it. You think, oh, you know, you'll blame someone else for why it didn't work out. And, oh, no, 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 no. Guys, like this is why shadow work is so, so powerful. So, Obviously, we cover this in the Psychodynamic Coach Academy. This is my certification program, my four-month certification program, where you'll be trained in shadow work, but also in somatic healing work as well. This is all about looking at the personal unconscious and working with that in a very different, very deep level, okay, in a psychodynamic level, looking at these opposing forces within the psyche that prevent us from, from stepping forward and claiming what we truly want, okay, okay, But we also cover this in my Thrive Business Mastermind as well. So Thrive is undergoing a massive refresh at the moment and we are relaunching at the back end of September, which I am so excited about. And shadow work is going to be a core component of Thrive going forward. And I'm really thrilled to share that because in the past, we have looked at the mindset stuff and we have um, looked at this sort of in a level that maybe hasn't gone as deep and people are still have great shifts and, and stuff, which is fantastic, but I want to make sure these shifts are lasting, that you have the tools to fall back on, no matter what level you're going to in your business, whether you're just getting started or whether you're going to your first 10K 10k month, 50K k month, 100K, whatever it happens to be, okay? I want to make sure that you have those lasting tools for transformation. So we are going to be covering shadow work in Thrive, which, as I said, relaunches at the back end of September That is my four-month business mastermind, and it's designed specifically for online entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, consultants, people in the service-based coaching industry, um, for example, or or professional services industry to really get to that next level in their life and in their business too. So shadow coaching is going to be introduced into Thrive, and I'm freaking thrilled about that. I am. So whether you obviously choose to come and be a certified coach with us in this stuff or whether you are a coach or a consultant in another area, but you're just wanting to kind of supercharge your own business, shadow working is going to be a huge part of what we work on together throughout Thrive as well. So I'm thrilled to be introducing that. Obviously, if you're keen to find out more about Thrive, I'm going to be doing more promotions over the next couple of months to As we build up to the the relaunch, we've already got people on the wait list, which is amazing. Please do just reach out to me via email, amanda at lightpurposeliving.com. And my team and I will happily send you the information and share more details with you. We can jump on a call as well, um, just to make sure that it's the right fit. Make sure you get your questions answered as well. Super excited though, to share this with you today. Super excited to relaunch Thrive in September. Any questions in the meantime, please feel free to hit me up on email or you're welcome to follow me over on Instagram, obviously, or Facebook. Look forward to seeing them. Okay, take care, bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Talk podcast today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a review and share it with your friends. For further information about our programs and free content, head on over to lightpurposeliving.com. See you soon.